The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $10 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. And make sure to download the SGPN app, your home, for all of our free picks and podcasts. Welcome, everybody, to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. The date is Tuesday, the 3rd of May, and we are here to handicap the MLB slate uh, for Wednesday, May the 4th. Uh, I'm not saying it. I'm not doing all that sci-fi rubbish. I'm sure uh, these two youngsters are. Uh, joining me are the, uh, the the rookies, the SGPN prospects. Um, first of all, Mr. Noah Benick. Noah, how are you doing? How's it going, Mel? May the fourth be with you as well. Um, brought up as a big Star Wars guy myself. Um, and the Tigers, Pirates, that's the Noah, basically Super Bowl of the MLB. Both of my teams facing off. It unfortunately got rained out uh, for today. We're recording this on May 3rd, but we get a doubleheader tomorrow on May 4th. And we got great news that our prospect, one of our top prospects, Alex Fayedo, will be going for that game. So I'm very, very excited. I was a Gators fan and he pitched for Florida. So couldn't be more ecstatic for that. Yeah, so uh, you were you were quite um, enthusiastic in the Slack channel earlier on, so you can tell us little bits about him um, later on. Would it pain you if I told you I'd never seen Star Wars, Noah? Yeah, it would pain me a little bit. I mean, it, it kind of seems more like it would have been during your generation when that was really hot, right? Yeah, I just me. I haven't. I've seen about five films in my entire life. I just haven't got it in me. I'm kind I, of I the same what it way. Is. Yeah, and I, I struggle enough with reality, so science fiction is way off my map. Like, um, you've got a nice array of things going on behind you. I can see your Marlins, I, a Twins, a Phillies, and Reds, a Padres. I'm working on the backdrop. I'm in a new yeah, location. Good. My Wi-Fi might be a little bit shoddy. My house sucks with that, so I still need to hook up an Ethernet cord. But we're just gonna have to roll with it for a little while. So yeah, I, I have a couple of like fathead stickers of MLB teams from when I grew up in my room right yeah. now, and I'm just waiting for the moment when like my mom like starts talking over the microphone, <laughs> and I can and I can be like John Clayton, like, "Hey, mom." I'm not done with my assignment or some sh- stupid <laughs> thing like that. Just Get Mrs. Benick on the pod. Uh, <laughs> it's moon off with Mrs. Benick. Uh, yeah, a couple of football shoots uh, in there as well. So um, in the stark contrast, Dylan Rockford is lying there like Hugh Hefner. Uh, he's a very relaxed man, Dylan. What's going on? What's the situation here? I'm just chilling, man. Two, uh, Liverpool <laughs> comes back after oh. down to nothing. So... It's a good day. I live bed them plus 165. I hit on that. It's a good day. My Mets are winning. No thanks to Matt Olson hitting that home run. So but other than that, uh, good to be with you boys and can't wait to break down. We got a lot of games to get to. These guys yeah, kept typing yeah. pool into the group chat. I so know. I sent a picture of my pool. I, I thought that was fun. <laughs> There's far too much Liverpool chat on this pod nowadays. I've got my uh, Chargers jersey on. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know where this came from. I don't follow the charges. Uh, number forty-three, Sproles. Is he a famous man? Darren Sproles. Yeah, he's, yeah. yeah he's Darren Sproles good. had a cup of coffee with the team, but uh, Sean would like you more. He was more of an eagle, I think. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, I've got my Darren Sproles top on, uh, which doubles up as my pajamas. Um, right. Okay. Let's handicap some baseball. Um, like you say, it's a 
Uh, it's a full slate, or it was a full slate. It is now an even fuller one because there's been a, a couple of rain outs today, which means we're going to get a, a couple of double headers tomorrow, uh, which also means pitching changes, pitching changes from the pod that me and Dylan released last night. Um, we will cross that bridge when we get to them. So when we get to them chronologically, um, if we've already handicapped them, we will tell you. If there's been pitching changes, we'll tell you. Um, so we might not be able to get odds and valid handicaps out uh, because they have changed and there's certainly been some uh, some pitching changes that we are aware of. Uh, we will start with a 12.40pm Eastern first pitch, which is the Arizona Diamondbacks at the Miami Marlins. I nearly said the Florida Marlins then. They haven't been that for years, have they? Um, Madison Bumgarner uh, goes for the Diamondbacks and Alicia Hernandez uh, is on the hill for Miami. I will drag the odds up that I have for that one. If you give me three or four seconds, the D-backs are plus 117. The Marlins are minus 135. The overall under is set at 7.5. Uh, early start for this one. Uh, Bumgarner, one and one with a 1.7 ERA. Um, Hernandez is two and one with a 5.75 ERA. Um, Bumgarner's only given up one earned run in his last 15 innings pitched. He's been going along nicely. In fact, the entire Diamondbacks rotation's been going along nicely. I, I saw, um, I can't remember the exact stats now, but they were. They're very high up uh, in terms of uh, ERA or opponents batting average off the entire rotation. Uh, Merrill Kelly's been going well, Zach Gallen, uh, Bumgarner. Um, Hernandez has the inflated ERA, 5.75. Like I say, he's two and one. Um, he gave up eight earned runs in his last nine and two thirds innings pitch. He's had two bad starts at home uh, where this game. Uh, will be played tomorrow. And his 2021 ERA at home was 4.28, uh, which was worse than his road ERA. Um, tight one. We've said the, the Marlins are always involved in low-scoring games. The D-backs the aren't hitting uh, for average, but they certainly, uh, when they get the hits, they do it at the right time. They do it when there's runners in scoring position. The D-backs are 6-6 six and six on the road. Um, and I think the, the fact that they've, just going to be in this game. Bumgarner's been good. The D-backs, like I say, six and six on the road. So plus money on the D-backs here was good enough for me. Uh, so I'm happy to take Arizona at plus 115. Uh, Noah, will let you tackle this one first. Arizona at Miami. Mute. So, uh, yeah, I don't normally mute myself, but a lot of background noise. So I'd put it on, failed it on my first time. I'll get better at it, though. All right. So, uh, anyways, Madison Bumgarner on the mound. I'll lean towards him. He's definitely the better pitcher in this matchup. So, Arizona Diamondbacks aren't a bad idea. They'll lean it or uh, just sprinkle a little bit on that money line. But I will be more leaning towards the over seven and a half in this game. Uh, David Peralta for the D-backs. He's swinging a hot stick right now, batting 600, three for five with a single, a double and a freight train tank against Hernandez. And there was some Marlins good PVB in this matchup. Jacob Stallings, 429 against Bumgarner, three for seven with two singles and a blast. 
Miguel Rojas, 333, five for 15 with four singles and a home run. And Brian Anderson's batting 300, three for 10 with a single, a double, and a bomb himself. And in 2022, Jazz Chisholm's been raking, batting 306, 19 for 62 with four bombs and 41 total bases. And now he's questionable with an undisclosed injury. Joey Wendell, see if he's going to start. He's batting 318 for 60 with 27 total bases. Okay, love all of that. Dylan, uh, did you have a strong fancy in this game? Yeah, I like the fish here. I made them a minus 150, so at, minus, at plus 120 with the D-backs, I still need a little more to be on them. But Bump Runner, he's been pretty much the same, I think, in like most of his starts. He goes five innings, gives up a few hits, one run. He keeps them close while he's in the game. So if you do want to lean to the snakes, I would do first five plus a half because I do think Bump Gardner will keep the game close. Uh, but with Hernandez, he's much better at home than on the road. And his two starts at home, 11 hits, four runs, only two walks. So I think we get another solid outing from him against the D-backs. So I, I would lean with the Marlins at, on the money line at minus 130. Okay. Uh, the next game is a 110 Eastern first pitch, um, which is the series which is already underway this afternoon, the, the doubleheader, the day game there, um, which Noah alluded to. Um, the... Braves go to the Mets for a 110 uh, first pitch. As I say, Ian Anderson goes for Atlanta and Tyler McGill goes for the New York Mets. The lines are. Hang on a minute. See, the lines are all over the place because of these double headers. Uh, Atlanta are plus 105. The Mets are minus 23. The over or under is set at seven. Moonaf made me laugh earlier on in our little chat when he said seven is the new eight and a half. Uh, which is a good line. Um, because, yeah, we talked a little bit about this last night, Dylan, um, about these over-unders and uh, a lot of sevens kicking around. There's another six and a half on tonight's slate as well, which you just never used to see. Um, Dylan, lead us off with the Braves at the Mets. Yeah, uh, bias, but I'll probably be on the Mets here on the money line. Uh, I got it. I got the money line at minus 120. I do like it up to a minus 125. McGill, he's been lights out, and I think he's for real. He's only given up six runs in his five starts. In his last outing, he carried a no-hitter through the five, and that's when we had the combined no-hitter. So I think he rolls here at home. The Mets are a better home team, so I, I'm just going to take the Mets on the money line and keep riding with my team. Yeah, I think McGill has probably been my greatest uh, fantasy success uh, so far this season. I can take my victory lap on him. I, I drafted him in quite a lot of places. And then uh, by luck, he got the opening day start when Dugan went down and Shears had to be pushed back a day. Uh, but bar that, he's been absolutely great for, uh, for them. 4-0 um, and oh with a 1.95 ERA. Ian Anderson, 2-1 and one with a 4.66 ERA. Um Anderson's just been plodding along. He's been okay, and that's it, really. Uh, expect a little bit better. Um, he's been good for two or three earned runs pretty much in every start. Um, uh, McGill has been a star. He had his best start last time up versus Philly. I keep expecting a little bit of regression. Um, I think both teams can score enough here uh, for this to go over the seven. Uh, and it's, Possibly there might be some bullpen uh, tiredness if this... Well, depending on what transpires in this double header uh, today as well. So if each starting pitcher can contribute two or three fours tomorrow, and then we might get some tired arms out the pen, and I can see this going over seven at minus one or five. Noah, yeah, um, I'm just looking because I I devised this whole 
uh, spreadsheet that I created. Uh, the Mets do have one of the better bullpens in the MLB. This spreadsheet let me down on Monday's podcast. I got blasted by the books. Um, but personally, I was honestly looking towards the under in this game, but seeing what they're doing right now, they have nine runs scored already in the sixth inning. And this was, uh, it was Morton against who's the Mets pitcher. I'm forgetting it, but it was another good pitching match. Peterson. Yeah. Peter Peterson, who's been playing or pitching pretty well in 2022. So I was not expecting this one to go over either. So, you know what? I might fade myself here and take the over with <laughs> now, uh, James McCann's batting 571 against Ian Anderson, four for seven, two singles, a double and a McCann blast. Dom Smith is swinging a hot stick right now, three for 10 with two singles and a Dom bomb and some good 2022 Mets bats that are hitting re- really well right now are Jeff McNeil and Mark Canna. And I love this Braves lineup. Travis Demera, Demera, if he starts, he's been really hot uh, as of late the last week. Travis Darno, Austin Riley, and Matt Olson are always good props or DFS plays themselves. Okay. Uh, the next game is the first um, of these two double head- headers, which have slightly clouded uh, our handicapping for, for yesterday and today. Um, it's the Pirates at the Tigers. Uh, the game that was... Uh, called off was uh, today the match was meant to be Quintana and Pineda um, what we're looking at I think tomorrow the, is uh, Peters for Pittsburgh against Pineda and then Quintana is going to go against um, Fado Fido how do you want to pronounce that Noah Fido Fido okay yep. um, so yeah my kind of handicap's got a little bit out the window on this one uh, so I'm going to abstain um, I'm not sure Dylan's got too much to add here, but I know you wanted to talk about um, Alex Fayedo, Noah, so we'll give you the floor to talk about the Detroit prospect. Yeah, so I'm really high on this kid. He won or aided Florida to the College World Series Championship in 2017, where he was 9-2 and two on the year with a 2-2-6 ERA and 157 strikeouts in uh 17 games over that year and in the minor leagues he suffered tommy john surgery he's since come back and he's throwing harder than ever um his era is a little bit up but uh i expect this kid to be a really good pitcher for us and my hope is that he pans out and that's a a lot of what i have to say and some of it may be biased because one i'm a tigers fan and two i'm a florida gators fan so i've been watching this kid a lot uh as he's come up through the farm system and i'm very excited for him um as for the game i so the game that they pitch against Quintana is the one that I have handicapped and i was going to entertain a tigers stack against Quintana. They have really good PVB against him. Tucker Barnhart, who's hitting really well right now as of late, batting 429 against Quintana, three for seven with three singles. Jamer Candelario is 400, two for five with two singles. Mikel Cabrera is hitting 340 against Quintana, 16 for 47, nine singles, five doubles and two Miggy Mashes. And Robbie Grossman's batting 261, six for 23 with four singles and two doubles. Two bats that are like on the pirate side of things if you're leaning more to that side with the Buckos. Cabrian Hayes is hitting 333 on the year and Daniel Volbach is a good bopper that has been batting leadoff who can hit you an extra base or get a bomb for you as well okay thanks for that uh, Leah always looking forward to seeing these these young pictures go uh, in Detroit treat us relatively well last year uh, me and Moonaf are quite high on on some of the some of the youngsters there and they, they cast some nice tickets for us so be uh, interesting to see how Fayedo goes tomorrow. Next up is the second of these double headers. Um, I would feel comfortable handicapping one 
uh, which was the uh, it's the San Diego Padres at the Cleveland Guardians. Um, the first game um, scheduled to be the pitches that I think myself and Dylan certainly handicapped earlier on, uh, which is Mackenzie Gore and Cal Quantrill. Um, I have no pitches at all for the second game. So again, I'll maintain a watching brief there. I'll pass that on to the boys in a moment. Um, Gore is 2-0 and on the season. Uh, the left-handed pitcher. He has an ERA of 1.76 so far. Uh, pitched 15 innings. Struck out 20 batters. Uh, been going along nicely, Go Having a little mini breakout, which uh, people have been expecting from him for a long time. Quantrill, 1-1 one one with a 3.27 ERA. So Quantrill's been going along okay too. Uh, 22 innings in the four games he started. Uh, with 10 strikeouts and a whip of 1.18. Um, steady uh, steady stuff from, from Gore. You, you normally get five solid innings from him. Um, his strikeouts are on the improve as well, so he still seems to be settling down. And he's fine on the road, no problems with him, uh, with this being a road game as well in Cleveland. Um, Quantrill also, um, against some decent opposition, uh, he's been fine. He had a home ERA last year of 2.35. Um, both clubs are going along okay. Cleveland are streaking again. They uh, won three, lost seven, and I think have now won four. Um, so, yeah, Cleveland could be a team. Just keep following them on the streak. We'll, we'll keep monitoring that. Um, I like both pitches here. I thought this was possibly a bad spot for Gore. Um, he had a 10-strikeout game last time, and that can often lead to a little bit of regression if he's... Uh, if he's ramped himself up so far, he might he might just be slightly over the top. I think. Um, I thought Cleveland on the money line. Uh, the prices on this one are um, the Padres are minus one twenty eight, minus one twenty eight favourites. Uh, Cleveland are plus one ten with an over under of eight. Um, the Guardians on the money line. I wrote this down at one twenty earlier on. It's obviously shifted a little bit uh, into one ten, but I was like to take Cleveland in this spot. Dylan, um, Padres at Cleveland, uh, the Gore-Quantrill matchup, is that the one that you handicapped? Yeah, that's what I have, Gore and Cal Quantra. And I love me a home puppy. I'm on the same side. I like the Guardians here. I did make the Padres a minus 105 favorite, but we've just gotten too high here. And I have to be on the Guardians. I'm a big believer in Cal Quantra. He's only getting a second start at home, but like you said, He's gone up against really tough lineups, Giants, Yankees, Angels, and he's kept his walks down. And I think if he can continue that, I think he could have success against the Padres. I think he just has to get past Manny Machado and Eric Hosmer. Those are the two real threats who have been hitting for the Padres. So I'll take a shot with the Guardians. They, Like you said, they won four straight, and I think it continues at home. Uh, Noah, anything to add to this? So when you're a fan of a bad baseball team, like I am with the Tigers and the Pirates, you pay attention to a lot of the farm systems. And I have grown a love for both uh, Quantrill and Gore. I actually stashed Gore in the SGPN Fantasy League, and it's worked out pretty well for me. So hopefully I don't, I don't want him to regress because I just got swept in a categories matchup last week, which was pretty bad. Um, but yet, like uh, Dylan said, Hosmer and Machado are the two players – 
plays for DFS or props if you're on the Padres side in this one. And for the Guardians, I would entertain some J-Ram, maybe even some Stephen Kwan, Josh Naylor, or Miles Straw against the young lefty Gore. Um, for me, I will be eyeing the first five under because I know uh, I like both of these starting pitchers and the Padres bullpen is not the best. So I have them in the bottom third of the league. So I'm just going to be on the first five under. Just as a complete aside here, boys, I've got the TV on in the background. Um, I was checking the football scores and stuff. I've obviously just ignored it because I've been talking to you and doing this podcast. I'm a professional man. I've glanced up, no idea what's going on, and I've clicked the little eye button, and I'm watching a programme called The Man With A Penis On His Arm. Um, and that's all I can tell you. I've got no idea what's going on. It's absolute mayhem. What so are they that showing off. over there across the pond? Mate, it's absolutely baffling. I'll be honest, I think it's some sort of scientific thing. And he's, I don't know, they're growing a penis on this man's arm. Uh, you remember you remember the clip last week that got sent in the MLB gambling podcast? You're just asking for this one to be sent in too. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, if, uh, yeah we'll, we'll try and edit that out. Um, yeah. <laughs> The man with the penis on his arm. If you, I'll try and uh, I'll record it and send it over to you boys later on. Um, right, yeah, sorry for that. A little uh, little detour for everyone. Um, I'll tell you what I'll do. To, uh, put, on, put on the Mets-Braves game that's on right now. <laughs> I, I have to uh, watch that on my laptop. I can't watch that on the TV, so I'm going to have to oh. stick with uh, with old cock on. What I'll do instead oh. is talk about win bet and their $10 to win $200 promotion where a $10 bet qualifies for up to $200 in free bets. Plus, the WinBet Casino is offering 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. And of course, don't forget to involve to get involved in their same game parlays with the Win's own Build Your Own Bet feature. All users can receive a $20 free bet when they win, lose or push a three or more leg Build Your Own Bet parlay between Thursday and Saturday. Players can take advantage of the offer on the NBA playoffs. There's loads to choose from. All you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Okay, we will head down this card to... The St. Louis Cardinals and the Kansas City Royals, which is a 110 first pitch. Adam Wainwright for the Cardinals, Chris Bubich for the Kansas City Royals. Um, the Cardinals are minus 135 on the money line. KC are plus 120. The overall under is at seven and a half. Uh, Dylan, you can lead us off here. Mm-hmm. Wait, which one? I'm sorry. I don't think you're going in order. The Cardinals at Royals? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know because we dropped all the way from 3, uh, three o'clock to 7 o'clock. That's why I have it in time order the way I cap the games. But, uh, yeah, for the Cardinals, this is going to be a pass on me. I did make the Cardinals a minus 140 with Wainwright on the mound, but his starts on the road and the way he gives up a lot of runs – I don't really trust him, and I don't really like Bubich all that much either. So usually when I'm not high on either, I try to attack the total. So maybe the way these two pitchers are playing, maybe a first five over would be a play I would see myself on. But I don't like the over as well, and I don't like either money line for 
either player. So I'm going to, it's a pass for me. How about um, a yes runs first inning? <laughs> no, I hate that. Bet. <laughs> Everybody hate, loves them. It's ridiculous. It's the most stupidest thing. You can't cap that. It's just a flip of the coin. <laughs> This is very on brand. Famous over that. That's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Um, is there been a change in start time on this? Because you're right, Dylan. I've got this on my paper notes here, uh, all the way down at the bottom after the LA Boston game. But now uh, on the MLB yeah. home screen, uh, it's all the way up to a 110 first pitch. So maybe there's some Jesus. weather coming in later on or something. I don't know. Um, so. <laughs> Yeah, it has it has thrown us a bit of a dummy, but don't worry, uh, we'll power on through. Uh, Noah, um, St. Louis at Kansas City. Yeah, I'm right there with Dylan. I have no idea what I should do in this game, and <clears throat> although it's such a stupid bet and it's a coin flip in the first inning, the yes first runs inning or yes <laughs> runs in the first inning was going to be like my only idea in lean for this game because um, my angle would be against Bubich, but. Uh, Wayno hasn't been great and he's on my fantasy team season long. So I'm like hoping that it's just a blip in the graph here, but uh, there is some good hitting in this matchup that I like NL player of the month, Nolan Arenado's hitting 359 on the year with an 11, 11 OPS, but he's also hitting 400, three for five with two singles and a tank against Bubich for the Royals, Ryan O'Hearn. He's batting 556 against Wayno five for nine, three singles, a triple and an O Homer and Paul Goldschmidt batting 400, two for five with a single and a double Hunter Dozier batting 375, three for eight with a single, a double, and a Dozier dinger. He also has four walks and zero strikeouts against Wayno, so he sees the ball very well out of his hand. Salvador Perez is batting 375, three for eight with three singles. He's in a slump right now, but it's a good time to bust out of it. Also, another Royal in a slump. Whit Merrifield, he's five for 16 with four singles and a double. He's a good hitter. Um, so I have faith in him getting out of it against a guy that he has good history against. And also I'm going to keep tailing Andrew Benintendi as he's hitting 365 with an 881 OPS on the year. Um, I felt everything about this as a betting event was horrible. I hated it. Uh, Adam Wayne, right. Two and three with a 4.00 <laughs> ERA. Um, Boobich 0 and two with a 10 and a half ERA. Uh, Wayne Wright's had two bad starts. Um, including eight walks uh, in those last two. Um, Bubic is usually horrible. Um, he's been slightly better at home, but that doesn't mean anything. And when I just looked at the lines, I didn't want to take anything. I don't want to take the cards at minus 135. I certainly can't back um, Kansas City behind Bubic. And the over or under... I mean, seven and a half looks low. I suppose if I if I, if you put a gun to my head, you force me to stick a tenner on something. I'd stick that, it on the over. But I have Cardinals on bullpen and the Royals bullpen is actually better than most people think too. Oh, fair. Yeah. So I mean, I just did. Yeah, I didn't really want to back that. I say gun to my head. Yeah. I'd back the over. But other than that, I have written down. I'm out. Is what I've written on my bit of paper. <laughs> uh, so the very the very rare uh, no bet from me. Yes, uh, runs first up. inning. Let's try it. Yes, runs first inning. Okay, we'll try that. Um, <laughs> just to annoy Dylan. Um, uh, uh, something that won't annoy Dylan, um, we're going to see if he's going to blindly back the Mariners like he does on every single podcast, Dylan. Uh, it's the Seattle Mariners at the Houston Astros, uh, which is a 2-10 Eastern first pitch. Uh, Matt Brash uh, goes for the Seattle Mariners and uh, Justin Verlander. 
goals for the Houston Astros. The Lions are plus 157 for Seattle, minus 180 for Houston. Overall under of seven and a half. Um, Matt Brash, along with Tyler McGill, was my uh, fantasy darling, my little sleeper. Um, and then all of a sudden, he's just started to to give up a few runs. He's one and two with a 6.88 ERA. Um, he's pitched 17 innings with 16 strikeouts. He had a couple of great starts. All of a sudden, he, he then gave up three against Kansas City. But last time out was the issue. He gave up six earned runs uh, on seven hits in just two innings um, at Miami. So we'll have to see now. It's, Brash looks like to me he's at a bit of a bit of a crossroads. Uh, so we'll see which which route he takes tomorrow. Uh, JV has been exactly what you expect. Two and one, uh, a 1.73 ERA. Uh, great numbers from Verlander. He was, he's pitched 26 innings with 28 strikeouts. Um, getting stretched out as well. He's gone eight, six and seven uh, his last three starts. So he's been going deep into games. Uh, just one earned run last time out at Texas. Um, yeah, I've got... Maintain a watching brief on Brash. Um, hopefully, he can keep uh, turning in some decent starts and be of some fantasy use to me. Uh, but I wouldn't want to be backing him. Um, Valandis has been top class. Both teams have very similar records. In this game, Houston should be better, should be able to score two or three runs more than Seattle. That seems pretty straightforward to me. Um, so Houston um, on the money line. Uh, sorry, Houston on the run line. Uh, which I believe was minus 115, uh, was going to be my bet here. Uh, Dylan, blindly taken Seattle, I suppose. Yeah, no, I learned my lesson last night. I went 0 for 2, first 5 in full game. I took a chance and just didn't work. But I thought this was a tough game to cap. I guess the only value I'm seeing here is with the Astros on the run line. I was willing to lay a small number, but I got a plus 115, so... I'll probably be on the run line for the Astros. As much as I do love this Mariner team, they've been struggling. Five and five in their last 10. Mitch Hanniger, he's still out. And besides J.P. Crawford and Ty France, everyone's really struggling to get on base for them. And they just can't rely on those two guys. They need guys to step it up. So now they're going up against Justin Verlander, who's been another Cy Young season so far. I don't like them in this spot. So Astros run lines to play for me. Okay, so we've finally got Dylan off Seattle. Uh, Noah, are you Houston as well? Yeah, I have this law. I have this law that I live by, and it's called "Don't fade Justin Verlander." And also, mm. just fun facts on the Mariners: they're five and nine on the road, and also five and nine on the money line when underdogs. So it's uh, right now, like Dylan has said, they've been slumping a little bit, and it's not really a winning bet. And especially when you're going up against Verlander, the Mariners. Uh, have struggled against him. They have no positive PVB. Verlander is 5-0 and in his last seven starts against the Mariners, dating back to 2019. Uh, Brash is relatively new to the league, doesn't allow the Strohs to have any positive PVB either against him. So if you want to be on the Mariners, I'd just stick to J.P. Crawford or Ty France props or DFS plays. But for the Astros, I really like Kyle Tucker right now. He's back to raking, but the Astros lineup has been inconsistent all year. So if you need another Astros bat, I would take Altuve. He would be my choice. I played him yesterday. He did all right. And he's coming back off an injury. So I expect him to get back to business. Okay. Thank you very much, Noah. Uh, I am going to tell you about Sleeper, um, the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. Uh, my fantasy league is on there. In fact, three or four are on there. 
Um, absolutely outstanding app, uh, game-changing product. It's not like anything else in the industry. Uh, but now you can make money on Sleeper by playing their new overall under game. Uh, it's dead easy. Um, pick your sport, pick two or more players that you like and pick the overall under. For example, number of points in basketball or hits in baseball. Choose your stake and then if you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two to 20 times your money. Um, the uh, chat box is great. The little chat room. You can you can play with your friends. You can have a group chat. You can copy their picks uh, so you can ride things out together. Loads of fun. Uh, download Sleeper now to play their new over-under game. Uh, have fun with your friends and make some money. If you use the promo code SGPMLB, uh, Sleeper will match your deposit up to $100. So download Sleeper and use the promo code SGPMLB. Join SGP and squad to bet with the guys sg.pn slash squad T's and C's apply see sleepers terms of use for details the next game on Wednesday's slate is I will endeavour to get back in order I'm sure that pitching uh, time has changed though Dylan uh, it is 3.37 Eastern which is the Tampa Bay Rays at the Oakland Athletics we have Corey Kluber going for Tampa Bay uh, Frankie, Man Frankie Montas is going for Oakland. I have lines of Tampa Bay at minus 110 and Oakland at minus 110. It's a pick em. over or under. Is it the magic number seven? Uh, Noah, lead us off. Yeah, so I love the over or the under. Sorry, I love the under here uh, between Corey Kluber and Frankie Montas. Kluber's had two good starts in a row. I feel like <clears throat> I don't have his numbers in front of me because um, Malcolm and Munaf typically take care of that job. But Frankie Montas has been exceptional to start the season so far. The Rays are a little bit beat up right now. Choi is on the 10-day IL and Francisco Mejia has COVID. I'd really only stick to Wanda Franco, Brandon Lau, or Emmanuel Margot for raised bats here. Lau is three for 12 against Montas with two singles and a long shot. So that would probably be my favorite Ray bat from this game. And the Athletics don't have very good PVB against Kluber. So I'd really be interested in only Sheldon Noisy, who's relatively new to the league and who's batting 310 and maybe a share of Chad Pinder or something like that. So yes, I love the under in this game. Okay. Um, I had the under down at six and a half when I handicapped this earlier on. Uh, it has, has moved to seven now. Uh, Dylan, what do you make of this? Uh, yeah, I like the race here on the money line. The A's, I think they've been struggling. They've lost four in a row. Uh, I do like Corey Kluber over Frankie Montez. Frankie Montez started this season good, but he's had two bad starts. He's given up a lot of hard contact, walking batters. And with Kluber, he's just making his second start on the road, but we've seen a different kind of Kluber on the mound this year using his off-speed pitches. And when he turns into the bullpen, I think they have a better bullpen than the A's. So I'm going to back the better team, in my opinion, and I think it's the Rays. So I got it cheap at minus 108 over at Winbet. Uh, okay, well, if you're listening uh, to this, you're going to have to choose your favorite handicapper here because uh, Noah um, has gone with the under. Um Dylan's gone with Tampa. I like Auckland and I like the over. They were my two picks. So uh, we've covered every eventuality. We're absolutely no help to you people. Um, Corey Kluber is one and one with a 3.05 ERA. Um, as Noah said, yeah, pitched well last time out. Uh, he surprised me as it happens. He's pitched 20 and two thirds innings with 18 strikeouts. 
Uh, and his last start was great. Um, one hit, one earned run uh, over six. The start before that was 11 hits and four earned runs. Um, so it's a case of do you trust uh, Kluber? His road ERA last year was 4.87, which was a full two points uh, bigger than his home ERA. Uh, so I'm not sure if I do uh, trust Corey Kluber. Uh, Frankie Mantas, two and two with a 4.25 ERA. He had his first bad start last time up against Cleveland, uh, but there's two starts before that. Um, he was good. So I'm expecting a bit of a bounce back here. So I wrote it down, maybe Auckland, but they are out of form. They're, they're scuffling along. They've lost the last three. Um, but I can't take um, an under seven with Kluber on the mound. Um, I do think both pitchers can contribute, uh, but I was happy to take it over. Uh, so, yeah, we've taken everything there. Pay your money and take your choice. Uh, hey, one of us are going to win, that's for sure. Someone's going to win, yes. Uh, <laughs> bragging rights. There's bragging rights up for grabs. Um, the 6.45 Eastern first pitch is the Texas Rangers at the Philadelphia Phillies. Martin Perez uh, goes for Texas. Zach Wheeler goes for the Phillies. The lines are... They're not up there. The lines are down here. The lines are Texas plus 160 and the Phillies at minus 180. Very skinny Phillies. Uh, over or under a set at eight. Uh, Noah, you can go. So honestly, my play here would have been the Phillies money line. And I don't think I'm comfortable enough to take the run line, but that would probably be my next bet. I'm not going to give out a minus 180 on the pod. Um, so run line would probably be my lean, <clears throat> maybe even a team total. That might be my favorite prop from this game because Martin Perez, he's had a great couple of starts here, um, but Phillies have good history against him. Good PVB. Alec Bohm, he has the best PVB average or batting average on this slate today, he's batting 714 against Martin Perez, five for seven with four singles and a boom bomb. Corey Seeger's three for five with three singles. Nicholas Castellanos is four, batting 444, four for nine with two singles, a double, and a home run. DD Gregorius, he's hitting 364, four for 11 with a single and three DD dingers. Gene Segura is also eight for 27 with five singles and three home runs as well. Lastly, JT Romuto is three for 10 with three singles, so I will be entertaining a Philly stack here, and it's most likely going to be Bohm, Gregorius, and Segura, most of that infield. Okay, so the Philly stack it is for Noah. Uh, Dylan, Rangers at the Phils. Yeah, this is going to be my last shot with Wheeler. I'll back him one more time, <laughs> uh, but he's a little better at home, and he had a really nice outing uh, his last start against the Rockies, so I'm hoping he's starting to get into his form that we saw last year, but the Phillies bats also have been scoring some runs as well. So I agree with Noah, maybe a team total if you want to play it that way and don't want to lay the run and a half. But at plus 125, I was able to get Phillies uh, run line and I was willing to lay a price. So plus 125, uh, Phillies run line to play for me. Well, the second half of the pod is going completely off script here. I've got Texas, uh, the plus 145. Uh, Perez, 0-2. Uh, with a 3.00 ERA. Wheeler is 1-3 with a 5.79 ERA. Uh, Perez has been pitching well. Noah said that one earned run uh, over his last 13 innings pitched. Uh, Wheeler did get his bounce back start last time out versus Colorado. Um, it's a question of if you trust it, Dylan just says he'll give him one more chance. I want to see it again uh, from Wheeler before I give it a chance. He did walk four in that last start as well. 
Um, Texas are four and five on the road, uh, which puts them in the game for me. And I thought plus 145, they are capable of scoring some runs. Uh, so I was looking after some dogs and I think Texas uh, might be one to bark tomorrow. Uh, next up, we have a 7.05 Eastern first pitch between the Minnesota Twins and the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, Dylan Bundy goes from Minnesota. And Bradish, what's his name? Quick pop quiz, everyone. Kyle, Kyle is the answer. Kyle. I yes, said it on uh, you. Lost. Sorry. <laughs> no, well, that's no good. That's what. That's one point to me. I answered my own question. Kyle Bradish goes for the Baltimore Orioles. The lines are the Twins are a minus 130. Oh, that's juicy. I didn't see that before. Um, Baltimore are plus 115. Overall under at seven and a half. Um, Bundy, three and one with a 2.95 ERA. Um, he's pitched 21 and one third innings and struck out 19. He was going wrong uh, very, very well, was Bundy. Um Surprising quite a lot of people. And then all of a sudden, he eventually got lit up uh, last time. Uh, he gave up six earned runs at Tampa Bay uh, on seven hits. Um, Bradish, Kyle Bradish is 0-1 with an ERA of three. Um, prospect um, who made his first start uh, last time. It went really well. There was quite a lot of fantasy chat about him, actually. Um, he got picked up in quite a lot of leagues. Um, he pitched six innings. Uh, in that start against Boston, um, gave up five hits and one walk, um, two earned runs, and he struck out two batters. Um, yeah, this was a tricky one because I I looked at Baltimore, but I'd want a little bit of a bigger price, I think. Um, plus 115 on Baltimore never seems very attractive. Um, minus 130 on Bundy. Um also, uh, it falls into the to that boat. Um, I was having to take the seven and a half. I think over over seven and a half at minus one hundred five. Again, I think both pitchers can contribute. Uh, Bundy might be good for a couple, and maybe Bra- uh, Bradish on his second start. Now there's a little bit more tape on him, uh, and I think the Oriole pen can contribute as well. So for me, this was an over at seven point five. Dylan, what was the uh, what was the Rockford line on this one? Have I got this right? The seven and a half. Yeah, I set my line at 8.1, so I do like the over this one. But my play is going to be on the side. I like the Twins here, but minus 130 is probably the highest I do. Dylan Bundy, great name. Uh, he's going for the Twins, but he was bad his last time. Gave up six runs, two home runs. That does worry me because this Oriole team can be pesty and they can they can keep it close. They, their bullpen actually has been pretty impressive, but – with the with uh the Orioles Stadium Camden Yards, they did move left field back. They raised it a little more. So did I you think... see that guy run into the wall? No, I did. <laughs> in one of the other games, he just slid right into it into that new part. It was hilarious. Oh my god! Yeah. So like you, even like Noah said, people are still getting adjusted to that left field thing. So don't know if I, I would need a bigger number to be on the Orioles, but they played some pretty close games and the twins, their winners at 10 of 11, they're just hot right now. So I'll take the twins on the money line. Uh, Noah twins or Orioles. I absolutely hate this series. Uh, I hate <laughs> the twins team in general because they're just so inconsistent and Sano just went on to the IL, but you never know when this team's going to show up and hit. You never know when they're going to lay an egg because a lot of these 
guys are go big or go home with low batting averages, but they sell out to hit these home runs. And I capped this one perfectly on Monday. I took the Orioles, tried to get a juicy dog on a Monday play, and the Twins won a game two to one because the Orioles can't score either. So I literally, like, the over would be the play, but I don't know if either of these teams are going to put up runs. So literally, so my thinking here is a plus 115 price on the Orioles just like how Malcolm kind of sniffed it out. That's kind of low. That's not really juicy on this Orioles team. That's just brutal. Um, but I feel like that just speaks to me and that's going to be a winner because the books don't want you to jump on a plus 115 price with the birds. So not interested in any of the bats for this game truly, but if you wanted to pick some, it would be Byron Buxton. He's always a good play for props or DFS. Trevor Larnick and Anthony Asantan there. I mentioned on the Monday podcast, both of these guys have been hitting, have been hitting pretty well as of late and I've had my eye on them. Uh, Trevor Larnick, on the College Baseball Experience podcast, I just dropped a uh, podcast with an interview for, with uh, Dryden, who's a big Oregon State fan, Larnick from Oregon State. He has dropped double-digit fantasy points in four of his last six games, and he's feeling it right now at the plate, batting 291, 16 for 55 with 24 total bases on the year. And Santander has hits in six of his last eight games, so he's not a bad hit prop play as well. Okay, uh, before we crack on, I'm going to tell you loads and loads of stuff about coffee. So listen hard. Um, Trade Coffee, to be precise. Um, Trade Coffee connects customers to the freshest and best tasting coffee they've ever made at home by partnering with the country's best craft roasters. These are independent businesses from big cities and small towns. Trade customers are truly impactful for these independent roasters, often being the largest source of new growth for them. Um, Expert tasted coffee. Trade's coffee team actually tastes, tests thousands of coffees to keep 450 different kinds live and ready to ship every day. There's no one perfect coffee, but there is a perfect coffee for you. And Trade's human-powered algorithm will find it. Trade's first match guarantee. Trade is so confident they'll match you right the first time. If they don't, they'll take your feedback and an actual coffee expert will work with you to send a brand new bag for free. Uh, right now, Trade is offering new subscribers a total of $30 off the first order, plus free shipping when you go to drinktrade.com slash SGP. That's more than 40 cups of coffee for free. Get started by taking the quiz at drinktrade.com slash SGP and let Trade find you a coffee that you love. Drinktrade.com slash SGP for $30 off. Uh, don't forget, with Mother's Day coming up, uh, a Trade subscription is the perfect gift for the coffee lovers in your life. 707 Eastern first pitch, the New York Yankees at the Toronto Blue Jays. Fascinating series. Um, Nesta Cortez goes for the Yankees. You say Kikuchi, uh, lefty, goes for Toronto. The Yankees are minus 115, Toronto minus 105. The overall under is set at 105. 105, that's a lot. The overall under is set at 7.5. Uh, and Dylan is going to tell us who's going to win this game. I actually don't have a play on this side. I have a play on no, the total. Dylan, what a letdown. I'm sorry. This one actually was a hard one to handicap. Tricky lines, uh, not too confident on the side. I did make the Blue Jays a minus 104 favorite. So I, I would need a little plus more money, plus price to take them. But I made my total 8.6, so at a seven and a half, I would go over just because I think Kikuchi could get lit up. His first start against the Yankees wasn't 
wasn't good. In his last outing, he only went two innings, got pretty uh, roughed up as well. So I think the way the Yankees have been hitting the ball, they they might uh, get some runs. And I think this Blue Jay lineup could get a few themselves. So give me over seven and a half. I like it at eight as well. Um, Noah, same question to you. Uh, Yankees at Blue Jays. So before to this game, before I get to this game, I'd like to announce that I have made a program change. The Mets won the game against the Braves. I'm not going to put anything on like Malcolm's England TV cable stuff or over there. I have Louisville <laughs> and Vanderbilt college baseball on. So great matchup. And I love both schools. Um, but for this Yankees blue Jays game, I'm going to be on the Yankee side with Nestor Cortez here. Uh, I've liked what he's done so far this year. And the Yankees have pretty good PVB in this matchup against Kikuchi. Uh, Glaber Torres is batting re- really well right now, actually. And he's six for 13 with five singles and a double against Kikuchi. LeMay, he's five for 11 with four singles and a double. He's sitting 296 with 35 total bases on the year. Bobichette plays really well against the Yankees. He's three for seven with two singles and a bow bomb versus Cortez. Isaiah Connor for left is three for eight with three singles and is also hitting 314 on the year. That it's a good play there. Joey Gallo is two for seven with a light tower power bomb. And Matt Chapman is two for eight with a double and a four bagger for this game. I'd also consider Eric judge, George Springer and Vladdy jr. As they will all be facing left-handed starting pitching. So um, maybe an over as well, but my play will be the Yankees money line. Okay. Um, I agree with you. The Noah, uh, I've got the young, the Yankees, uh, on the money line too. Cortez, uh, 1-0 with a 1.31 ERA. Um, he's been going around uh, great, but he did give up eight hits um, at Kansas City last time. I do expect a bounce back. Um, he was fine on the road also in 2021, so no problem with a road start here in Toronto. Um, I get the feeling Kikuchi's living on borrowed time here. Um, he's lost his command. He walked 11 in his last three starts. Um and this was as simple as taking the taking the better picture. Um, so yeah, minus one fifteen on the Yankees and the Cortez was my play. Also, uh, next up is the LA Angels at the Boston Red Sox. Um, I've got Reed Detmers going for the LA Angels. Feel free to correct me if you've got anything different, boys. Uh, Garrett I have Whitlock Reed is going. Too. Oh, okay then. Uh, Louisville pitcher. I got the game on. <laughs> no, fair enough. Uh, close to home. Uh, Boston Red Sox have Garrett Whitlock uh, on the hill. The lines on this one are... I don't have any lines. That's what I do. And I've got the right pitch, but I don't have any lines. Uh, Dylan, we'll let you lead us off here because you can give us at least your Rockford lines on what you think um, might be might be upcoming. Well, I did it thinking it was Shohei, thinking he was coming back because he was announced coming back. But if you're saying it's Demers, I'd have to adjust my lines. But even with that, uh, with Whitlock on the mound, I probably would still favor the Red Sox. Probably minus 115, minus 120. I'd see myself on the Red Sox. Uh, yeah, so that's all I really have right there. I, I don't know. Yeah, so, I'm totally going to today you. or tomorrow? What happened? Is the Otani going to today or tomorrow? Because I, uh, I just I just read that he came back and that he that he was gonna go to either today or tomorrow. Gotcha. Because so I know he. I, kept it, yeah. I know he no, pinched. Syndergaard's going today. Okay, 
So he, he might be, yeah, he yeah. might be going tomorrow for this slate because he pinched it for the, uh, for them against the white Sox, And they were talking about it and they wanted to start him in the coming days. And they told him, don't run if he hits a ground ball. And then he hit a ground ball into the shift. So he basically walked to first base. Mm. Um, okay. Well, we can keep this one fairly brief. I, I had the red Sox as well. Um, Dylan, only because there's not many places uh, you'd feel confident taking the Red Sox at the moment. Um, but they were drawing with Detmus, probably the dodgiest uh, starter in this in this Angels rotation. Um, and Whitlock's been great. If, if Whitlock, even if um, another pitcher does go for the Angels, uh, Whitlock's had two starts and four bullpen outings. Um, getting a little bit more stretched out, three and four innings in his last two, uh, against decent oppo as well. Uh, so I did quite like Boston in this spot. Or uh, with... Uh, without knowing the, the LA Angels picture for certain, uh, we won't give you much else. But yeah, got no problem uh, with taking uh, taking Garrett Whitlock and being slightly high on him. Um, Noah, do you have anything to add in this uh, little cloudy spot here? Yeah, I, I'm like I like I've said on the podcast many times before. I'm a little bit higher on Detmers than everybody else, just because I've seen him and his bigger success. But uh, I, I still like the Angels, whether they have Detmers or Otani on the mound. This is one of the best offenses in baseball. They're tied for fourth in team runs per game. They're first in team OPS. They're third in home runs on the season so far, and they're third in team batting average. So I'll take the bats in a uh, game against Whitlock who might go four or five. He's a long reliever. They could get into this pen pretty quickly and do some damage. Uh, next is a 740 Eastern first pitch between the Chicago White Sox and the Chicago Cubs. Lucas Giolito uh, goes for the White Sox. Uh, Kyle Hendricks goes for the Chicago Cubs. Um, I've only got money lines on this one, boys. Uh, the White Sox minus 145 and the Cubs at plus 125. Uh, Gilito is 0-1. He has a 2.57 ERA. Uh, Hendricks is 1-2 with a 5.47 ERA. Um, I seem to draw Hendricks... Uh, on the on the pod every week, it seems to be my turn to handicap him, and I always say the same thing: you just don't know. It's such a roller coaster. Watching him, it's horrible. Um, Giolito um, stretched out to six innings last time after two four inning outings, so he's settling into the season. Um, Hendricks has been better at home, um, so I'm going to give him another chance. I'm rubbing me eyes here; it all just stresses me out saying it out loud already not looking forward to it. This game's like 25 hours away and it's already uh, starting to annoy me. Um, yeah. Given Hendricks another chance, the weather, I know we've got a bit of a weather lean in tonight's game uh, in Chicago. Moonaf was telling us earlier on about the wild winds. I think this is going to be low scoring, uh, in which case I would take maybe the Cubs on the run line plus 1.5 if Hendricks um, can keep it close. But, I've got no strongly. And like I say, Hendricks, I find he's impossible to handicap. I will give a pick. I'll give the Cubs at one and a half, uh, but it's a, it's a chance for Hendricks that I'm I'm loath to, uh, to to give him. Um, Noah, how, how, how do you sit with uh, Kyle Hendricks? I have a question for you. So hit me. You're, you're at the roulette table and it's been <laughs> 10 times black. Are you going to go red yeah. or black? <laughs> black. All right. 
Well, I, I have Hendrix on my season long fantasy team and yeah. it is just a roller coaster and I'm so stressed out about it. I'm not going to start him here against the White Sox, but this is literally his last start that I'm going to give him. And if he blows up again, I, I would expect maybe four or five runs against it's the White Sox. But if he blows up, it's going to turn into a stream spot for me on my roster because I can't have that right now. Um, as I did, I didn't really uh, buy or draft uh, star starting pitching. That's typically my strategy. I just load up on some average bullpen guys and grab a lot of good starters late. And Hendricks is just that guy. He's dead weight on my roster. Uh, Clint Frazier's batting three for five with three singles against Giolito. Abreu is batting 591, 13 for 22, 10 singles, two doubles, and a bomb against the professor. Josh Harrison batting 458, 11 for 24, seven singles, a double, and three tanks against Hendricks. Uh, Tim Anderson batting 375, six for 16. Five singles and a double. And Adam Angle is batting 364, four for 11 with four singles. My play, I'm going to keep playing black. I don't know what I'm going to get from Hendricks. I'm going to go White Sox run line. And it's black because, you know, the White Sox, Black Sox, you know. <laughs> uh, Dylan, uh, Chicago's, which one do you like? Yeah, like, uh, like you mentioned, Malcolm, only money lines up right now due to the weather, but. I don't know. I, I keep going back and forth just like you guys with Hendricks. But if money continues to come in on the south side and we get a little better number with the Cubbies, I'll probably see myself on them. I like Kyle Hendricks at home. We do have wind blowing in, so I think we do see a lower scoring game, like you said. Uh, both teams are struggling, three and, uh, both three and seven in their last ten. But I, like you guys, I'm going to give Hendricks one more shot at home and see what he does. So probably wait and see, but trying to get a better number with the Cubs. Okay. Uh, next up is the Cincinnati Reds at the Milwaukee Brewers. Um, as if the Reds didn't have enough, enough issues. Um, I've just checked the live scoring on my TGFBI team. And there's a little uh, COVID-19 um, symbol next to Joey Votto's name. Uh, so yep. I know he hasn't been going very well, but probably their most serviceable player uh, is now on the COVID list as well. Um, who uh, Vladimir Gutierrez is going uh, for Cincinnati. Freddie Peralta uh, is going for Milwaukee. The lines are... Let's see if I can find some lines on this one. Uh, Cincinnati, a plus 195. Uh, Milwaukee, a minus 227. Overall, under of seven and a half. Uh, Dylan, was this as straightforward as um, I think it is? Yeah, short and sweet, Malcolm. Brewers minus one and a half. I was actually <laughs> yeah. able to get even money at plus 100. So I know Freddie Peralta isn't the best, but I think he's better than Gutierrez. I think we could all agree on that. So uh, I-, I saw the Reds miss three, five balls the other day in one game. So Brutal. there's no way I could put my money on them. You just mentioned Joey Votto out, one of their serviceable vets. So, yeah, Brewers run line is the play for me. Uh, 100%. That's all I wrote down. I wrote down the Gutierrez sucks, the Reds suck, uh, Milwaukee plus one and a half at plus 100. Um, uh, so I wrote down everything that you said out loud. Uh, Noah, uh, three for three here. Let's just imagine that I'm scrolling through a Twitter feed and I'm going to retweet Dylan and I'm going to retweet Malcolm. It's Brewers run line and that's it. Um, for me, 
some one bat for the Reds that you could entertain is Colin Moran. He's four for nine against Freddie Peralta with three singles and a red beard blast. But two brewers that I like is Christian Yelich. He's three for seven with three singles against Gutierrez and Willie Adamas, who's hitting really well right now. He's batting three for nine, with three singles. So. Uh, a red beard blast. I enjoyed uh, Noah well done. Um The second to last game is the Washington Nationals at the Colorado Rockies. Um, Patrick Corbin, lefty, goes for Washington. Uh, Austin Gomba, lefty, goes for Colorado. Uh, the lines are Washington plus 120, Colorado minus 138. Over or under, is it 10 and a half? Um, Corbin is 0-4 with an 8.69 ERA. Uh, Gomba is one and two with a 3.86 ERA. Um, Corbin was okay last time against Miami, um, but still, uh, he actually he pitched at Colorado in the last in his last start of uh, last season, actually in September. Uh, only gave up two and runs on six innings pitch, so it wasn't too egregious. Um, Gomba's been pitching well. This is pretty straightforward. We um, we keep picking Colorado at home. They're nine and four at home. Uh, they were minus 135 earlier on. The minus 138 now, but that's still a reasonable price. Um, it's not going to make you rich, but equally, uh, I think I think it's a good spot for Colorado. And they're a better side, and uh, that's a really struggling. I did also think there might be an under here. Um, like I say, Corbin's gone okay uh, in Colorado in the past, and Gumba's been pitching well. The number is high, 10 and a half. Um, so I considered uh, throwing out as a little bit of a maverick pick uh, the, the Colorado and under. Ten and a half parley as well. Uh, if you want something fancy for tomorrow, uh, Noel, what do you think? Uh, I'm nervous about the under. What I will say is the team total might not be a bad idea. They have a ton of positive PVB. Jose Iglesias, Chris Bryant, Brendan Rogers, uh, Ryan McMahon, uh, Elias Diaz, CJ Crone. All of these guys are hitting 250 or better. Charlie Blackman, they're all hitting 250 or better against Patrick Corbin. And Connor Joe is a name that probably doesn't have many reps against Corbin, um, being pretty new to the league. He's absolutely raking right now, batting 282 with eight, uh, eight RBIs and four home runs on the year. And on the national side of things, Josh Bell would be one of the only bats that I would entertain here. He's batting 351, two home runs, 27 hits for 75 at bats. Um, the Rockies money line will be my play, and um, the team total would probably be the uh, bet um, if this Rockies play or the money line is too high. Uh, Dylan, Nats uh, at the Rockies. Do you like this one? Yeah, we talked about this yesterday, Malcolm. When Rockies are home, we're going to be back in them. But when they're on the road, we're going to be fading them. And now they're home. They're against the Nationals. They're they're not the best hitting team, and they're throwing Patrick Corbin. So in his two starts, Corbin, he's given up eight runs in just seven innings. And that was against the Braves and the Pirates. And I think the Rockies have a better hitting team than both of them. So 11 of their 13 wins have come by two or more runs. I think this is a good chance to, for the Rockies to get some plus money out of them. So I'm going to be on the Rockies minus one and a half plus 120. And to Noah's point, I set their team total at 5.6. So over four and a half, over five, I do like that. Okay, love it. Um, there's one more game, but unfortunately, it's going to be a struggle for us to handicap because we have a, 
uh, a TBD pitcher. Uh, it's a good-looking game as well. It's a game that I think people would probably have liked just to handicap and give them a steer on the... Uh, 10-10 Eastern, San Francisco Giants at the LA Dodgers. Good-looking series in a, a game tonight with Carlos Rodon on the hill that we're really looking forward to. Uh, this tomorrow, though, San Francisco have Alex Wood going, uh, but I've got a TBD for the Dodgers. I couldn't find even a guess uh, anywhere. Fantasy Pro, some of the, a lot of the sites that we use. Um, so, I yeah, saw nothing for that. You saw I Tony saw Tyler Gunson. Anderson. <laughs> so we're all oh, over there the you place. go. So yeah, so we've got no one. We, yeah, we've got three different options. Um, I've seen no lines as a result. Um, therefore, I can't really give you anything much of a steer other than, as I said on last night's pod, these, this series was epic last year. These Giants and Dodgers games uh, yes. tended to be low score and, and tended to be very tense, but also very, very good as well. Um, if either of you got anything uh, you want to give us on this game in in the absence of a definite pitcher for the Dodgers. I don't know. I've just kind of adopted the Giants as maybe my Mariners. Uh, like Dylan has been a fan of them. My roommate in college was a huge diehard Giants fan. And this team does everything correct. They're a good hitting team for average. They have a great bullpen. Uh, they can get, they can manufacture some runs. So I'd be looking to take the Giants on the money line here. Uh, there's only a few Dodgers with good PVB against Alex Wood, Freddie Freeman, and Max Muncie. And there was one more. Chris Taylor. So yeah, those three guys would be good bats to take for Dodgers. Yeah. I mean, if we were able to get around the same price, like we did today, one plus one thirty, plus one thirty-five, I'll definitely take a shot with um, Alex Wood because on the road, he, I mean, it was against the nationals, but then the other start was against the Indian uh, guardians. Excuse me. Uh, he went 10 innings, only two runs. He struck out 10 batters, only walked three. So, I mean, I, I, I agree with everything Noah just said. I really like the Giants, and I don't think they should be big underdogs in this spot, especially with Wood on the mound. Uh, mention of the Indians there from Dylan. $10 in the jar towards the uh, end-of-season MLB gambling Ooh. podcast uh, piss-up that we're going to I'm going to be broke yet. then. Yeah, you could have. You and Moon, I thought. Me and Noah have been uh, <laughs> have been very astute so far doing that. Um, I'll tell you about one more of our sponsors before we get to our locks and dogs for tonight. Show Athletic Greens uh, and their AG One supplement. Um, one delicious scoop of AG One, um, you get to absorb seventy five high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. It's a special blend of ingredients that supports gut health, nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It costs you less than $3 a day. Uh, you're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. AG1 supports better sleep quality and recovery, and Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash SGP. That's athleticgreens.com slash SGP to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Okay, boys. Uh, Dylan, lock dog time. Uh, get us going. Yes, yeah, so for my lock, I'm just going to keep beating the drum out of it. Joey Votto's out. I'm going to take Brewers run line at plus 100. Uh, I think Freddie Peralta will outdo Gutierrez, and I just can't back the Reds right now. They're just a automatic fade until they start to turn things around. And my dog, 
it's a wait and see, but in the morning, I think I'll get a better price. I just needed a plus 130 or better. So I'm going to be on the Cubbies here at home. I'm going to give Kyle Hendricks one more shot against the South side. So Cubs on the money line as my dog and Brewers run line as my lock. That is a brave man's pick as a dog uh, taking Kyle Hendricks and the Cubs. Uh, good luck with that. He's, uh, like I say, I've got him in places. So I, I hope he does have a good start. Uh, Noah, what have you got? Yeah, pretty simple here. I'm going to take the first five with the Astros. I'm not going to fade Verlander. But if that one is too juicy for you, if it comes out tomorrow morning and it's minus 160 or minus 150 or something like that, um, my play would be the Yankees minus 115 on the money line. And you know when I'm giving out the Yankees as a lock, that thing is basically stone cold because I hate the life out of that team. Um, so that would be my play uh, going up against Kikuchi there. And for my dog, I'm going to go with Birdland. Give me the Orioles against the Twins. Plus one fifteen. Oh, interesting! A little ball. We haven't seen. We haven't had a Baltimore dog for a few days uh, on the MLB Gambling Podcast. Um, I can't get away from locking up Colorado. It just seems so obvious uh, that home record. Uh, the fact that they've got uh, Patrick Corbin as the upper pitcher. The fact that they're playing the Nats, it was terrible. Um, just points to a, a straightforward Colorado win. Um, and for my dog, I'm going to Cleveland. Um. I know everyone here had quite nice things to say about them as we handicapped that game. Um, little question mark about Mackenzie Gore and uh, Cal Quantrill is someone that we think uh, can go well and keep improving as the season goes on. So, yeah, give me Cleveland, who's been fairly feisty at home against the San Diego Padres at plus 120. So there we go. Um, looking forward to a busy day uh, at baseball tomorrow. Cheers, boys. Uh, anything else you need to tell me before we crack on? Yeah, I'm starting Gore, so I'm hoping he's going to play well for me. He's been one of my more reliable starting pitchers at the start of the season, but I do like the Guardians for that game, though. Uh, yeah, I'm, I like the Guardians as well. Good luck, uh, both of you tonight and tomorrow. We got a big slate tonight. Yeah, appreciate yes, it. Um, keep your eyes peeled for the Kentucky Derby stuff. I will give myself a little plug. Uh, I'll have the article out. Uh, I'm tomorrow. very I'm interested. Get my teeth yeah, I'm going to get my teeth into tomorrow and then I'm going to uh, speak to Ryan and Sean uh, on the mothership with the Wolf of Oaklone uh, on Thursday afternoon. So, yeah, so fun and games there. Um, I love Kentucky Derby. It keeps me really busy. It's a, it's a American race, obviously, but it's got a British field with a massive field. It's got the yeah. field of 20, which is something I'm, I'm more familiar with. You mentioned Mothership. It's May 4th. Go watch yourself a Star Wars movie. Come on now. <laughs> oh, oh, I don't think I've got it in me, Noel, I'll be honest with you. I think that ship's sailed. If I haven't seen it by my age, I think that ship has sailed. Um, right, cheers, boys, for joining me. It's been fun. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, like, rate, re review uh, in all their usual places. Uh, download the app. Get over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com where everything you will ever need to know uh, is on. And um, we'll see you down the road. Cheers.